Hello, people's church family. How you doing today? Everybody doing good? Uh, that's a little weak. Come on, you're doing good. Come on, Midwest, you're doing good. Come on, Northwest, you're doing good today. Uh, it's good to see everybody today. Welcome to People's Church. If you're a guest with us today, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are one church in multiple locations. And welcome all of our church family, Midwest City and Northwest, our Indianapolis family, uh, the lovely ladies at Mabel Bassett Correctional Facility. And I know in this season we've got a lot of people around the world uh, joining us, but not just around the world online, but a lot of our own church family that are joining us online. A lot of people came back from uh, the holidays around family sick. We've got a lot of calls and a lot of folks struggling, and we're praying for you. And welcome to Church Online uh, today. And I do want to uh, remind us it's a really, really big season, and you're already hearing a lot about it, but tomorrow begins our 6 a.m. prayer services, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. right here at the building at Midwest City, Northwest Indianapolis. All the buildings will be open, also online. And would you please carve out time to be here to seek the face of God with your church family tomorrow at 6 a.m. It's going to be a powerful, powerful time of 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're, we started fasting today, so it's not too late. You can jump right in with us and start fasting. And we're going to be fasting and praying the next 21 days as a church. Well, I'm kicking off a new series today called Winning, and I encourage all of you on all of our social media watching online, would you just click the share button? I believe we're going to help some people win in 2022. Every single year, Tiffany and I, we go on a trip together uh, without the kids, and it's always a great time, and we just reconnect and, and hang out and laugh and talk and have a great time together. And uh, several years ago, we went to Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, ate some good food. I love seafood. Anybody else like seafood? Seafood is one of my one of my absolute favorites. So I love seafood. And here's me eating a little seafood right here. A little, little, little. Come on, I'm showing this to you while we're fasting. Come on, church. You know, <laughs> I'm an honorary pastor, aren't I? But that, that clam chowder was so good. And check out this picture right here. Look at that fresh seafood right there. Come on. Pastor, what are you doing with fasting? I know it's a part of the temptation. Your flesh is weak, but your spirit is willing. And check, check out this next picture, Tiffany, eating a little food there in Boston. And here's this last picture. Don't, don't we just look so happy? Look at just there in Boston together, two lovebirds. But that was actually the worst trip we've ever taken in our life. I mean, we, we argued. We didn't like each other. One night, we stayed up in the hotel room half the night arguing, you know, in pastor's homes. We call it intense moments of fellowship. And, and we were having intense moments of fellowship on that trip, and it was not a good trip. It is not one that we think fond of when we think about all the trips that we've taken together. It was in that season I was struggling with depression. I felt like I was losing in marriage, losing in parenting, losing in ministry, losing as a leader. It was a bad season in my life. I literally felt like a loser. And I, I talked to, I've talked to so many people in our church, outside of our church. Over the last 20 months or so, it's been amazing to me how many people feel 
like they're losing, like I'm losing in life. I've talked to people feel like I'm losing in marriage because my marriage is getting worse and worse instead of better and better. I'm losing in, in my singleness because I just can't seem to find the right person. I've I, I talked to people, I hate my job and I feel like I'm losing in my career. My finances are upside down and my debt is piling up and I feel like I'm losing financial my friendships are dragging me down, are dragging me away from Jesus instead of, instead of making me more like Christ. And I feel like I'm losing in my friendships. And some of you have been on a losing streak. And today you're thinking to yourself, I don't even know what to do. It's been a losing streak. You lost in 2021. You, you lost in some areas of your life in 2020. You, you lost in 2019. You, you lost in 2018. Some of you feel like you've been on a losing streak for an entire decade. And as we begin this new year and this very first month of 2022, and so many people are setting goals and setting New Year's resolutions. And some of you, your New Year resolution is, I just want to somehow make it through the year. I just want to get by. I just don't want to lose too bad. I know I'm this area or that area. I'm not going to win. I just don't want to lose too bad. And you can get to a place where you feel hopeless and you feel helpless. You can get to a place in certain areas of life, you feel like you're winning over here and winning over there. But in this particular area, you feel like winning's out of the question. And what I feel like my assignment is, is God wants to help you break the losing streak. God wants to help you win in 2022. And, and here's the key verse for the series in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And verse 24, it says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. That's my title today. Everybody shout, run to win. Come on, we just shout it again, run to win. Come on, there's some folks online that can just type that in, run to win. God wants you to run to win, not run to just get by, not run just to barely make it, not run to lose. But every day when you wake up, understand this, you are running a race. On your mark, get set, go. And you're running the race of marriage. You're running the race of singleness. You're running the race of career. You're running the race of parenting. You're running the race of school. You're running the race of, of college. You're, you're running the race, and God wants you to run the race to win. And in this series, my goal is to teach you to win. I want you to stop running to lose, stop running just to get by, just stop running just to barely make it, and I want to teach you how to run to win in 2022. Hear your pastor, you can win. You can win. You can win. I know there might be some areas you've been losing. You can win in dating. You can win in parenting. You can win in marriage. You can win in career. You can win in that new business. You can win with that new relationship. You can win in friendship. You can win in money. You can win in your health. You can win in your mind. You can win. Some of you are sitting there and thinking, I hope he can convince me because... I'm just not sure. And this series is going to help you to begin to win in your life. And today what I want to do, 
is I want to look at a biblical character. His name is Gideon. And he was living like a loser. Let me give you a little background on Gideon and the Israelites here in the book of Judges. If you have a Bible, would you open it up? I love paper Bibles, so bring, bring a paper Bible if you have one. But if you don't, uh, you can just open up your app. It'll be on the screen as well. And I encourage you as well, would you take some notes? For all of our note takers, take some notes. All of you that don't take notes, take some notes. Uh, did you realize that you actually remember the message more if you actually take some notes. It's a good habit to get into in the month of January. Judges chapter 6 and verse number 1 says, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in the mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern peoples invaded the country. They camped on the land and, notice, and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. They came up with, they, they came, uh, up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count them or their camels. Now, I want to really zoom in right here. They invaded the land to ravage it. The nation of Israel was being ravaged and destroyed by the Midians. And many of you may be able to relate. You know, when you look at maybe your life or maybe you look at our world and it feels like it's being ravaged with sickness and hate and division and lies and evil and poverty and death. Maybe you, you feel like your life has been ravaged or your family has been ravaged or your, your, your dreams have been ravaged or, or your future is being ravaged. And, and I, I want you to notice that Gideon and the Israelites have been ravaged for a around seven years. That's a long losing streak. Seven years they're being ravaged by the Midianites. And I want you to look, look at what God's Word says about Gideon here in Judges chapter 6 and, and verse 12. It says, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why? Has all this happened to us? Have you ever felt like this? I mean, if God is with me, why has all this happened to me? Why all the pain? Why all the struggle? Why the problems? Why the sickness? Why the trials? Why in areas of my life are things being ravaged? He goes on to say, he goes on to say, listen to Gideon. He says, where, God, 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 where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? And I think we've all been here before, like Gideon, he's saying, he's saying this, and sometimes we've been there before. God, I mean, you, you've blessed them, and everybody's talking about how you bless them and how good you are to them, but God, it doesn't feel like you're blessing me. 
It didn't feel like you're being very good to me. And that's exactly what Gideon was saying. And he goes on to say, but now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of the Midian. And Gideon says, it feels like, if, let me tell you, it feels like we've been losing so much that God isn't even with us. Been there before. God, where are you? Are you with me? I don't feel like you're with me. What are you doing, God? I feel like I'm losing. And I want you to listen to what God goes on to say to Gideon in Judges 6 and verse number 14. It says, the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Gideon replies back, pardon me, my Lord, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. Listen to where Gideon's headspace is. He feels like a loser. I'm weak. I'm the least. And perhaps you feel that way today. You feel like you're weak. You feel like you're the least. You feel like a loser. And the question I want to pose to us today is how do you win when you feel like a loser? How do you win? That's what I want to talk about with you today and throughout this series. Let me today give you four ways to winning in 2022. Four ways to winning in 2022. Here's the first one. Here's the first one out of the life of Gideon. Number one, winning in 2022 requires crying out to God. Notice in Judges chapter 6 and verse 6, it says, Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. That they cried out to the Lord for help. The Israelites had not been seeking God. They'd been living their own way, doing what they wanted to do. And they finally came to this place. They finally came to the realization that, you know what? We're not getting out of this without the Lord's help. We, we need God's help. And they began to cry out to God. Did you realize there are some things that will not turn around in your life until you cry out to God? You need the Lord's help. You cannot turn a losing season into a winning season without the Lord's help. You need the Lord's help in 2022. You got to cry out to the Lord for help. And that word, those two words, cried out in the Hebrew means to cry aloud, shouting, wailing. In other words, this cry out isn't a sweet or cute little prayer. This isn't business as usual. This isn't rubber, rubber dub dub, thanks for the grub. No. This isn't ABC, one, two, three, thank you for feeding me. No, that's not, that's, that, that's not this kind of prayer. This is a prayer from the depths of your soul. It's a prayer of desperation. God, I can't keep living like this. God, I need your help in this situation. God, I need a breakthrough in this area of my life. God, please move. Church, one of the reasons some of you haven't started winning is because you aren't desperate enough to cry out to God. The, the, the enemy hasn't ravaged your life enough, so you're still depending on you instead of crying out to God. The scripture says this, Israel became so impoverished, seven years of losing, 
that they finally decided we better cry out to God. One of my fears and one of my concerns as a pastor is that some of you are not desperate enough to cry out to God. That you're going to still enter 22, 2022, depending on you. And God, my hope and my prayer is that we would have a desperation in our heart to cry out to God. We're crying out to God is more important than food. We're crying out to God is more important than eating desserts and sweets and candy. We're crying out to God is more important than sleeping in in the mornings. Now I'm going to be here at 6 a.m. because why? There's a desperation in my heart. I really do need the Lord. I don't know about you, church. I can speak for Herbert Cooper. I need the Lord. I cannot make it without the Lord. I can't be the husband, the daddy. I can't be the leader, the pastor, the friend without the Lord's help. And there's got to be a desperation on the inside of you. It's desperation that drives me to give up food. It's desperation that drives me. I'm not going to be on social media the next 21 days. Why? It's desperation for God that will drive me to be here at 6 a.m. in the morning. It's desperation. I need the Lord. And there are some breakthroughs that will only happen in your life by getting desperate for God and crying out to God. Not a little cute prayer, not business as usual, but Lord, I need your help. I need you to work. I need you to show up. I need your hand. I need your favor. Winning in 2022 requires crying out to God. Number two is this. Winning in 2022 requires a commitment to God's word. Judges chapter 6, verse Number 10 said, I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live. But notice this, notice this. But you have not, but you have not listened to me. Wow. Israel wasn't winning because they were not listening to God's word. And people who do not Listen to God's word. Do not live by God's word. And I want you to notice this. People who do not listen to God's word, do not live by God's word. And I take you back to verse number one. It, it shows us this in Judges chapter 6 and verse 1. It says the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And because they were not committed to God's word, it says, and for seven years, he gave them, he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. After all God had done for Israel, they continued to disobey God. And a lot of people can find themselves like Israel. And here, here, here's how. A lot of people believe they can disobey God and his word and still win. No, no, no. I, 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 I'm okay. I, I can do it my way and still win. I, I can live however I still want and win. I can go wherever I want and win. I can talk however I want and win. I can dress however I want and win. I can sleep with whomever I want and win. I can watch whatever I want and win. And some of you are not winning because you aren't listening to God's Word. And church is easy, it's easy. It's easy 
to fall into the deception trap. And here's the deception trap. It's easy. Matter of fact, it's so easy when I say it, you won't think it's you, you think it's somebody else. That you begin to think that you can win without obeying God's word. It's, it's, it's a deception. No, I, I can win and not, not obey God's word. And here's what James says to us in James 1 and verse 22. He says, don't merely listen to the word. Don't, don't just come to church on, on Sundays. Don't, 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 don't just come on Wednesday night, students. Don't, don't just get online and watch. Don't, 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 just, don't, don't, just, don't just read your Bible in the morning. Don't just merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. But instead of doing God's word, you know what a lot of people do? They, they make excuses. You ever done that before? Just kind of make, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about somebody else that you know, you know what I'm saying? They, they make excuses. You know, you know, people believe their situation or circumstances are so unique so they can't follow God's word. It's deception. No, no, you have to understand, God knows that my situation's so unique. My circumstances are so unique that I, I can't follow God in that area. You know, you, know, you know, me and God, we're close. And, and you know, God knows my heart. God, God knows my heart. And me and God kind of got this thing. You know, me and God, we're kind of cool like this. And, you know, I can kind of do what I want, and God understands. No. It's the deception trap. And James goes on to say in verse 23, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Verse 25, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law, into God's word, into the Bible that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but notice, but doing it, they will be blessed. Everybody shout, be blessed. That's key. If by, but doing it, they will be blessed. They will win in whatever they do. Don't fall into the deception trap. Midian and, and Gideon, the, 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 the Israelites had been ravaged by Midian for, for seven years. Why? Because they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And they did not listen to the word of the Lord. Number three is this. Winning in 2022 requires believing what God says about you. Notice this in Judges 6 and verse 12. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. God says, Gideon, you are a mighty warrior. But I want you to listen to Gideon's response in Judges 16 and verse 15. He says, pardon me, my Lord. Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. God calls Gideon a mighty warrior, but, but Gideon believes that he's a nobody. And church, if you believe you are a loser, you will be a loser. And too many people believe that they're a loser. 
that they're the weakest, that they're the least. Listen, you actually have to believe what God says about you. If you believe that you can't win, you will not win. Let me, let me give you three things that keeps people from believing what God says about them. I mean, it's amazing that God can say this about me, can say it about you, can say some things over our life through his word, and yet we don't really believe what God says about us. Man, I have been there on numerous occasions. Why, 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 why does this happen? Three things. Number one, what your experiences say to you. What your experiences say to you can keep you from believing what God says about you. And in Judges chapter 6 and verse 13, Gideon asked the question, why has all this happened to us? And he's saying, we've experienced so many problems. All of our crops have been ravaged. Things are not going our way. There's been so much pain. God, I'm not a mighty warrior. Look at my experiences. Look at what has happened in my life. And he was allowing his past experiences to define him. I've been there. Sexually abused at 13. That, That defined me for so many years spiraling into addiction, defined me for so many years. Growing up in a home with with violence and fear defined me for so many years. It had a grip on my thinking. It was defining my life and then showing up in my behaviors. Listen, if you're not careful, your past experiences will so define you that you don't really believe what God says about you. You believe what your past experiences are saying about you. Here's the second thing, and that is what people say to you. What people say to you. Somewhere, somewhere, Gideon heard people say, your clan is the weakest. And Gideon, you're the least. He he heard those words somewhere, and probably some of it came from his own family. We're the weakest. And little Gideon, out of all of us, you're you're the least. And what people said about Gideon began to define his life. The words that shape your thinking will begin to shape your life and eventually will shape your future. Man, I remember growing up and hearing words like, you're stupid. You're dumb. Anybody else heard these words growing up? You're going to be just like your family. Just like your daddy, just like your mama, you're not going to make anything of your life. And if you're not careful, those words will get on the inside of you and start to shape your thinking and shape your life and end up shaping your future. What people say about you can define your life. Here's a third one. What you say to you. What you say to you. Gideon's greatest problem was what he said to himself. It's one thing for others to say negative things about you, to say that you're the weakest and the least, but it's a whole nother thing for you to say that you're the weakest and the least. And that's exactly what Gideon 
was saying about himself. Gideon let his circumstances and the words of people get on the inside of him and begin to define him and he begin to speak negative on, over his own life. God says to him, go and save Israel. You're a mighty warrior. And Gideon said, no, let me tell you what my circumstances say. No, let me tell you what other people say, have said. And let me tell you what I say about myself. I'm the weakest. And I'm the least. And can I tell you, several years ago in Boston, that's exactly how I felt. Like I was the weakest. Like I was the least. Like I was a loser as a leader, as a husband, as a father, as a pastor. I felt like I, I, I was at such a low point in life. It will sound silly to you, but it was real to me. I was playing fantasy football. I was having a bad season and I had a bad, bad week. I, I was losing that week in the fantasy football. And I said to Tiffany with emotion in my heart, I said, look, I'm losing in fantasy football. I can't win at anything. Now, that sounds stupid, doesn't it? But I'm in it. Like, I was just feeling like, I was just feeling like a loser. And church, here's the most important thing. What God says about you has to be more powerful than anything else. What God says about you has to be more powerful than anything else. In Judges 6 verse 12, the angel of the Lord said to Gideon, you are a mighty warrior. In church family, I want to say that over you today. You are a mighty warrior. You are a mighty warrior. Say that with me. I am a mighty warrior. Come on, say it with me again. I am a mighty warrior. You, you got to speak that over your life. Sometimes you just got to say it until you believe it. I am a mighty warrior. Matter of fact, here's what I want us to do for the next few moments in person, online, all campuses. Come on, Midwest City, shout me down. Northwest Indianapolis, online, shout me down. Oklahoma City, shout me down. Listen, I want us to declare some things over our life. I know you're not going to believe some of it when you say it, but I want you to begin to say it out loud, loud and internalize it. This is what God says about you. I, throw that up on the screen. I am a mighty warrior. Come on, say that with me. I am a mighty warrior. I am more than a conqueror. I am a new creation. I am a child of God. I can do all things through Christ. I am a friend of God. Come on, you're not shouting. Come on, every campus. I am justified. I am redeemed. I am sealed with the Holy Spirit. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am chosen. I am forgiven. I am made alive in Christ. I am God's workmanship. I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm a person of purpose. I am anointed. I am powerful. I am the salt of the earth. I'm a world changer. I am successful. I am a winner. I am a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. <laughs> That's who you are. Start saying what God says about you. God said, Gideon, you're a mighty warrior. Gideon says, no, I'm not. I'm the weakest. I'm the least. No, no, no. You're a mighty warrior. Start saying what God says about you.
Number four is this, number four, number four. Winning in 2022 requires you to go, to go. Judges chapter 6 and verse 14, the Lord turned to him and said, come on, one more time, I want you to shout a word with me. Would you shout the word go? Can I get some people online just to type the word go, go, go. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Go. Listen, church, you cannot run to win if you don't start the race. You actually have to go. I'll take you back to our opening verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. Run to win. Today I've got some blocks. Now some of you don't know what this is because you're not an athlete at all. But all of us athletes. These are blocks that sprinters will get in. And they'll get in these blocks and uh, it's about as good as it get in church right now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so, yeah I'll, I'll hurt something right now, church. Yeah. It's a young man's game right here. <laughs> but, but, you know, the runners will get down in the blocks and the judge will get up and start the race. We mark, set, go and shoot the gun. And, man, it's fun to watch. I mean, they go. They go, come on, don't you love watching it? You know what I mean? Just going, they running, sprinting, going, jumping over the hearse, like, go. They are running to win. Wouldn't it just be weird for the judge to say, on your mark, set, go. Everybody takes off one person. Stay in the block. No, you look pretty, but you're not going to win. You actually have to go. And some of you are not winning because you're staying in the blocks. On your mark, get set, get set, get set, get set. Get set, and that's what some of you are in your life. You're like, but you're not going. Get set. Get set. No, if you're going to run to win, Gideon, go in the strength that you have. And God sent me to tell you, church family, you've got to start going. You have to go. For some of you, what you need to do is go to that person and say you're sorry. 
Some of you need to go and just forgive the person that hurt you. Some of you need to go to the drug rehabilitation center and go say, I'm not going to live another year in this addiction. Some of you need to go and tell somebody this week that you're struggling with an addiction. Some of you need to go and just start getting out of debt month by month. Just start going. Go and go to marriage counseling and get some help. Go apply for the job. Go get the college degree. Go and be a part of the prayer and fasting. Go to the 6 a.m. prayer service. Listen to me. Tomorrow morning, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen for some of you. Because some of you, no matter how long I preach, Jesus could preach right now. You're not coming. So I know some of you. Some of you are not. Some of you have good intentions right now. You're like, yeah, Pastor, I think I am. I think I am. I'm going to come pray. I'm, I'm, I need God to show up. And when that alarm goes off in the morning, by 5, 5.15, on your mark, right there, it's get set. You got to get up and say, God, I'm going to go and seek your face. Breakthrough happens when I cry out to God. Don't stay in the blocks. Go, go, go. Some of you today after service, you need to go to growth track. Give me four weeks of your life. Discover your purpose. Get on a team. Start serving. Go and serve on a team and make a difference. Go and get in a small group. When we launch small groups in February, don't stay in the blocks. Decide in 2022 you're going to go and get plugged in. Some of you, God's called you to lead a small group. Don't stay in the blocks. Go and lead a small group. Go, 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 go in the strength you have. Here's this last one, church. Go to church faithfully in 2022. Those planted in the house of the Lord will flourish, the scripture says. Here's what's going to happen. Throw that slide up for me. In 2022, in January, we're going to have what we call the four-week challenge. It takes, statistics say, 21 days to form a new habit. And really 90 days to make it stick. But I want us starting January the 3rd. I'm giving some time. I realize, hey, got back from the holidays. There's been folks sick and virus and all that stuff. We're going to give you a few weeks. But January 30th, I'm asking you, would you commit to four weeks in a row? I'm asking, would you establish the habit and the priority of God's house in 2022? So here's what we're going to do. January 30th, we're going to have Friends Day. We're actually bringing back coffee that day uh, every week starting January 30th and following. We'll have coffee and donuts and Friends Day. February 6th is our small group launch. We're going to have coffee and donuts. And February 13th is Big Game Sunday. Wear your favorite uh, NFL jersey, favorite team jersey. We're going to have eat delicious finger foods. And February 20th is going to be Celebration Sunday. And we're going to have some new PC merch release. And all that fun stuff is great, but that's not what I care about. What I care about is your soul. What I care about is you winning in 2022, and you got to be planted in God's house. You got to be planted, in, you got to get the habit back of going consistently to God's house. I'm asking everybody, 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 would you give me four weeks beginning January 30th? Come on, everybody, shout, go!